Hello and welcome to the July 17th episode of 10, my name is Ryan and I will be your host today. Today I will report to you on some of the most interesting news from around the world such as the Queen knighting a 100-year-old man who raised millions for healthcare workers, global coronavirus infections passed 14 million today, Google has unveiled a revamped Gmail that adds many features to help it compete with Slack and Microsoft Teams, and much more. In our first story of the day, in her first public appearance since March, Queen Elizabeth II on Friday knighted a 100-year-old man who raised millions for healthcare workers amid the coronavirus pandemic. Tom Moore, a World War II veteran, set a challenge to complete 100 laps of his garden by his 100th birthday in April. He will now be known as Sir Tom. He raised more than $40 million in donations for Britain's National Health Service after his family raised awareness through Twitter. He was nominated to be knighted by Prime Minister Boris Johnson. The knighting ceremony was held outdoors at Windsor Castle in order to maintain social distancing requirements amid the coronavirus pandemic. The Queen, who is 94, has not met another member of the public since March 19. The majority of other royal events have been postponed due to the virus. In court news, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg said Friday she is receiving chemotherapy for a recurrence of cancer but has no plans to retire from the Supreme Court. The 87-year-old Ginsburg, who has had four earlier bouts with cancer including pancreatic cancer last year, said her treatment so far has succeeded in reducing lesions on her liver and she will continue chemotherapy sessions every two weeks to keep my cancer at bay. Ginsburg, who was appointed by President Bill Clinton in 1993, is the senior liberal justice on a court that leans conservative by a 5-4 to four margin. Her departure before the election could give President Donald Trump the chance to shift the court further to the right. Ginsburg's history with cancer goes back more than 20 years. In addition to being treated without surgery for a tumor on her pancreas last year, she also underwent surgery for colorectal cancer in 1999, pancreatic cancer in 2009 and lung cancer in December 2018. Ginsburg said she was disclosing her cancer treatment now because she is satisfied that her treatment course is now clear. Ginsburg said a medical scan in February revealed growths on her liver and she began chemotherapy in May. Ginsburg noted that she is able to maintain an active daily routine and that throughout her treatment she has kept up with opinion writing and all other court work. In fast food news, Jaco Bell is revamping the menu by removing 12 menu items and adding two new ones. Starting August 13, Taco Bell fans will no longer be able to order the grilled steak soft taco, seven-layer burrito, cerrito, nachos supreme, beefy fritos burrito, spicy tostada, triple-layer nachos, spicy potato soft taco, cheesy fiesta potatoes, loaded grillers, chips and dips and the mini skillet bowl in stores. The fast food chain is making way for two new menu items, the $5 grand nachos box and the beef burrito. The fast food chain is making way for two new menu items, the $5 Grand Nachos Box and the Beef Burrito. In coronavirus news, global coronavirus infections passed 14 million on Friday, according to a Reuters tally, marking the first time there has been a surge of 1 million cases in under 100 hours. The United States, with more than 3.6 million confirmed cases, is still seeing huge daily jumps in its first wave of COVID-19 infections. The United States reported a daily global record of more than 77,000 new infections on Thursday, while Sweden has reported 77,281 total cases since the pandemic began. 
Despite the surging cases, a cultural divide is growing in the country over wearing masks to slow the spread of the virus, a precaution routinely taken in many other nations. The number of cases globally is around triple that of severe influenza illnesses recorded annually, according to the World Health Organization. The pandemic has now killed more than 590,000 people in almost seven months, edging towards the upper range of yearly influenza deaths reported worldwide. In Brazil, more than 2 million people have tested positive including President Jair Bolsonaro, and more than 76,000 people have died. India, the only other country with more than 1 million cases, has been grappling with an average of almost 30,000 new infections each day for the last week. In aircraft news, British Airways is retiring its fleet of 31 Boeing 747s four years ahead of schedule as it braces for a sustained slump in global air travel due to the pandemic. The once groundbreaking jumbo jet was one of the world's most popular planes, but Boeing hasn't built a passenger version since it delivered the last one to Korean Airlines in 2017. Airbus dropped its own jumbo jet, the A380, last year, as airlines moved away from supersized aircraft in favor of smaller, more efficient planes that burn less fuel per passenger. With the coronavirus decimating demand for flying, the pressure on airlines to save money has never been greater and many are slashing the size of their fleets and scrapping older aircraft. There are only 171 of the passenger versions of the 747 still in fleets around the world, and only 27 of those are now in use. Boeing delivered the first 747 passenger jets in December 1969. The pandemic has prompted Boeing to slash costs and cut 16,000 jobs in the face of the worst downturn the aerospace industry has ever seen. In one of the coolest stories I read today, a Michigan jeweler going out of business after a months-long coronavirus closure says he has buried about $1 million equals worth of valuables like gold, diamonds and more throughout the state for a massive treasure hunt. The first hunt will kick off in August and be a search for two silver bars worth a reported $4,200 and spots to take part have already sold out. Taking part in each hunt will cost $50 and comes with access to maps, clues and clues that will help treasure hunters find the prize. In technology news, Google has unveiled a revamped Gmail that will serve as a hub for collaboration with access to video, chat and shared files available directly from the email client. It's a move designed to bring Google into closer competition with Microsoft Teams, as well boosting its position against newcomers. Part of the changes to Gmail include an updated mobile app with quick access to mail, chat, rooms and meet functionality via four buttons on the bottom menu bar. Rooms, similar to a Slack channel, will allow users to jump straight into a group chat, for example. Google also wants to make it easier to switch between apps in the browser-based version of Gmail with the ability to jump from a text chat to a video call, for instance, or shift a conversation from email to a chat room. The aim is to reduce distractions, allowing conversations to take place in the most appropriate channel, whether it be chat for real-time conversations, face-to-face -face video, or email for asynchronous messaging. In entertainment news, Netflix's first $200 million-plus film is coming from a duo known for helming box office hits, Avengers. Endgame and Infinity War directors Joe and Anthony Russo. The movie is called The Gray Man and will pit Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans against each other as dueling assassins. Based on the popular book series by Mark Greeny, the film aims be an action entry with the scale of a James Bond film. That's a bold goal for Netflix, but it's not surprising because they have had a lot of recent success with their high-budget movies.
In sports news, the NFL remains determined to start training camps on time, which in some cases means next week. NFL players, following a Thursday night conference call with several team physicians, are aware that a delay in the start of camps is unlikely. The key now, NFL leaders say, is to figure out the best way to practice and play football safely during the COVID-19 pandemic. Players still have many questions about how they will be able to keep themselves and their families safe from the virus in a football environment, and many of those questions are impossible to answer without more data and experience. On Thursday, Thinflipa asked for a conference call with team physicians from teams in current hotspot markets, such as Miami, Arizona, Jacksonville, and Tampa Bay, where COVID-19 cases have been spiking lately. Vinfopa has requested that the league provide daily COVID-19 testing for players, while the league has offered to test every other day. Vinfopa has also requested that the league eliminate all preseason games this year. So far, the league has decided to shrink the preseason from four games per team to two. In space news, NASA is currently planning to return astronauts Bob Behnken and Doug Hurley to Earth on board SpaceX's Crew Dragon spacecraft in about two weeks. The spacecraft which the astronauts named Endeavour, is scheduled to splashdown in the Atlantic Ocean on August 2 at about 3 in the afternoon. Splashdown and recovery would mark the conclusion of NASA and SpaceX's Demo-2 mission, which launched successfully on a Falcon 9 rocket from Florida on May 30. The mission is the first time that Elon Musk's space company has launched people with its spacecraft. And in our final story of the day. Up to eight years' worth of global greenhouse gas emissions could be prevented over the next four decades by setting tougher standards for air conditioning, according to a study. It found that improving the energy efficiency of cooling systems by using climate-friendly refrigerants could remove emissions equivalent to between 210 billion and 460 billion tons of carbon dioxide by 2060. More efficient air conditioning would have other benefits too, according to the report such as better access to life-saving cooling equipment for medicines and vaccines, improved air quality and reduced food loss and waste. That is all for today's episode of 10, thank you for listening and have a great day.